You're listening to Second Breaks, the show where we talk about feeling better, doing better, and being better in midlife and beyond. I'm Lou Blazer. I don't know about you, but I often find myself observing what other people are doing or having done and wishing that I could do it too. Like wishing that I too had the guts to do what they're doing. (laughs) Now, people who know me will say that I do daring and brave stuff enough and that I seem to be okay with taking risks and dealing with uncertainty. And, you know, to be fair to myself, All that is true. But there are still certain things, many things, that I still sort of hold myself back from because of the F word, (laughs) fear. Now, early this year, my good, good friend Yvonne Marchese did one of those things. It was a very public thing, and I saw it move from initial idea to full execution months later. And I was like, I had front seats observing this. And I was so proud of her. And also just a little bit envious or a lot envious that she had the balls or shall I say the ovaries (laughs) to do what she did. Because deep inside, I am not sure that I could have pulled it off myself. So when it was over, I asked her if she would be open to chatting about the whole experience with me. I wanted to learn from her experience, not so much the technical, how did you do it sort of thing. Rather, it was more about the mental and the emotional, how did you do it aspects of it. If there is a project that you're thinking of undertaking and you're somewhat paralyzed with fear or you're wondering whether you have what it takes or why in the world would you even think that you can do it? This episode is for you. You have to have a listen. So brief background before I transition to our chat. Yvonne Marchese is a photographer and the host of the Late Bloomer Living podcast. Earlier this year, she hosted the Midlife Uprising Summit, a gathering of women committed to busting through their midlife funk and rocking the next chapter of life. The summit consisted of 30 speakers and was attended by over 300 participants. Today, she has transitioned that initial gathering to a community of midlife women who want to continue to inspire and cheer each other on to share stories and take bold action together. In this conversation, Yvonne and I deconstructed her experience from initial seed of an idea all the way to the finish line. We talked about some of the challenges that she faced, where and how she got support, and some of her lessons learned. And then I'll catch up with you at the back end with my own takeaways. Okie dokie, here we go. Welcome back to Second Breaks. Thank, Thank you so you. much for joining me. I'm so excited <laughs> to be back. So we're going to talk about this brave thing. I'm calling it brave because for me, that would have required a massive amount of courage and braveness. So this brave thing that you did 
uh, a few months ago. We'll talk about it at length. Uh, you'll share the behind the scenes with me. Um, but let's set this up and tell tell us about like where does this idea even come from? Like, you know, how did you start thinking about it, or when did you start thinking about it, and what was the original idea? Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna go back to the beginning of 2022. Um, so the podcast is rolling along, right? And it was probably about the time that I started the podcast two years ago that I decided to take on that whole idea of picking a word for the year. And the, the word that I picked for this year was community. Cause I have started to realize that, um, one of the thing, one of the ways in which I hold myself back is in this go it alone kind of way of doing things that I have. I like to make things hard. And I'm realizing more and more that I'm interested in community and collaboration and developing my ability to to embrace that, to ask for help, to give help, to have an exchange. And and, and it all has been started because of doing the podcast. And I've just met people like you doing the podcast and all these other amazing guests that have been on and people that I've met in Clubhouse. And the more I meet people that are on the same kind of beating the same drum I am around midlife, I'm just amazed at this community that is around me. And so then I was reading, you know, I was down a rabbit hole, Lou, as I, as, <laughs> as you and I both do. I, I, I was doing some, some sort of research and I, I ran across this article. I think the title was How to Host a Profitable Summit, something like that. Hmm. And I was like, okay, got me. Tell me more because I don't make money around the podcast, right? It's a passion project so far. But I'm interested in how do I monetize around it? What can I do? So I'm like, summit? What? Hmm? What's this? (laughs) And I I read the article and I was like, oh, and I got this tingle. I got this Mm -hmm. like feeling like a gut feeling is all I can describe it as. And so I figured out that the author of the article um, had a program and she had a podcast. She has a product that she sells. It's a it's a course called Summit in a Box. But her podcast was filled with all kinds of great, helpful information. And so um, I started following her podcast. And the more I listened to the podcast, the more I started to think it was something I was interested in doing to have a get together of all these incredible speakers and and people that have been part of the podcast and some people who hadn't that I've just have been admiring from afar. And I thought, wow, wouldn't that be cool? But I don't know how to do that. And oh, it's big and scary. It was big and scary. It was it was a lot, you know, to even think about doing it. And um, so I just kind of kept wait. What you said, beginning of twenty twenty two, and the summit happened in twenty twenty two. Oh, so wait the a minute. Same year. Well, no, okay. So maybe my timing's a little bit off. But that maybe I saw the article before. I must have seen the article before that. I have mm. been floating around this idea of of community and trying to build this this part of myself that that does this go it alone thing back when you first were on my podcast as like my second guest ever my word that year was help so this is something it's just like a variation on the theme so maybe it, I, maybe it was a little bit earlier 
And I had listened to the podcast, listened to the podcast, and she kept saying, you probably need about 90 days to do a summit successfully, a minimum, um, to plan it and get it done. And she had a lot of resources and good information on the podcast, but she had this other big package that you could get and get templates and advice about how to set up tech for it, all sorts of different things. And she had a, she has like a kind of a, a guide post setup thing that's like there Mm -hmm. and like you can kind of go, okay, I'm going to follow her path and just see how this goes. Uh, Her name is Krista Miller. And so I I just got more and more into her little, into her world and her thought process. And then I finally was like, yeah, I I need to do this. So if I, if I understand you correctly, you you had a theme for the year. You, the word, the word that you picked for the year is community. But it, you weren't exactly sure how that was going to look like in what format. And then you ran ran into this, you know, article, or you know, it, it started listening to her, and you got the idea to host the summit. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Oh my goodness. So when you started thinking about this, what were your initial sort of goals that you wanted to to achieve was it i'm curious about whether you had a big big idea right away or did you start small and got bigger and bigger it did get bigger and bigger i thought i'd maybe have about 20 speakers i i immediately put it put together a big list of a wish list of speakers and that easily was like 45 people that I either had had on my podcast already and I immediately knew I wanted them to be a part of it if they would say yes. I didn't know if they'd say yes. Um, so I built the list to be bigger than, than I thought it would be 20 speakers, you know, and, um, and I thought maybe there would be a live component to it and maybe there would be pre-recorded parts of it. And, you know, it was all very like vague in the beginning, but I knew what I did have as a goal was the goal of bringing was community that, that was the goal. It was how, how do we rethink aging just to take that on as the as the main topic how do we rethink what we think we know about what it means to age what 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 does it mean to age well what are the myths around menopause what and and i at first i didn't know if i wanted to include men and women because my podcast was focused for both men and women tends to be more women who listen but um in the end i was like I really just felt a pull to do it for women so that when we came together in community, I felt like there would be that shorthand, that that one less obstacle to connecting of um, just a shared experience of being a woman would help us all connect that much more quickly. It was only going to be three days. So um, I wanted that to be as quick as possible for everybody to make some sort of connection during those days. So it was it was never sort of like an educate. Obviously, there's an educational element of in it. Yes, but it was more about the community as opposed to the. It was both. It was like the the person that I pictured signing up. I I wanted that person to be. Somebody who knows that there, there's maybe like that little grain of sand in the oyster shell that's, that's itching, that's uncomfortable, that is like, I want more. 
and I don't know, maybe they know what it is and they just haven't taken steps towards it and need that little push. Or they're just like, I don't know what I want even, but I know something's missing. So that's who I wanted to sign up and then come and I've got all these experts and the podcast doesn't focus on my guests expertise necessarily. I focus more on people's personal story, like what brought them to where they currently are in their lives. And so for the, for the summit, I saw the opportunity to say, Hey, let's bring your expertise to the forefront this time. Let's have you talk about meditation. Let's have you talk about, you know, belly dancing. We had, uh, yeah, El Gilboa, she did a belly dancing segment. We had, um, a yoga segment. We had meditation. We had, you know, so, so I really wanted to bring people's, I, I did want education to be a part of it for sure. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So this was your very first summit that you've done. Can you talk a little bit about some of the, like the obstacles that you may have had or challenges that you might have faced in the beginning? Oh my goodness. So many challenges and obstacles. Uh, I didn't know, um, like I, I'm a one person show and I have another business as a photographer. Mm -hmm. So I, and a family. And so mm -hmm. things are busy. And I was like, well, how am I going to do this? And, and also I do tend to run in circles in my mind and I go down rabbit holes and, you know, uh, might be a little ADD. I don't know. Yeah. So what I knew I needed, I needed some support. And so what I did was I signed up for, in addition to signing up for this, um, summit in a box program, I signed up mm -hmm. for a mastermind with some people that I had met in Clubhouse who I had come to trust over time. Um, and really, f so Kim White and Carrie Zarb were leading the mastermind. And um, and that's like the best decision I could have made because I had people to bounce my ideas off of and to mm. get me out of my thought loops. Yeah, that was, that was helpful. But that was a challenge was, was the yeah, thought loops yeah. and... Not knowing, well, you know, am I going to do a three-day summit or a five-day summit? Is it going to be live or is it going to be recorded? Oh, gotcha. Is it going to be like right, right. all the different little questions that I had to end? And what platform am I going to use? Am I going to host yeah. My website is hosted on WordPress, but there's any number of ways that you can host a summit. So where am I going to park it? And in the end, I decided to put it on Kajabi, which then was a learning curve because I didn't, I, I hadn't used Kajabi before. So then I had to learn how to oh use God. Kajabi. Oh, right. So, you know, yeah, there was a lot, Lou. There was a lot. I love that, that that's where you went immediately because, you, you know, I mean, we've known each other. We're full disclosure. We are friends. <laughs> right. Juan and I are good friends. And so you know this about me that I am not usually the one asking for help right away. And so that's why I love your, you know, the way that you went about it is you immediately said, okay, I'm going to need support. I'm going to need help. And you, you went there right away as opposed to floundering, you know, by yourself. Um, so I love that apart. Um, this I'm curious because this is another one that, you know, I... I observe you from afar, well, not, not very much from afar, but I observe you and I'm like, this is one of your strengths. Um, you know, of course you ended up with 
over 30s, 30 or something plus speakers, right? And of course you have that. That means you were going to ask all these people for their contribution. You were going to have to invite them to the summit. You were going to have to, to get them to buy into the, whatever it was that you were doing. And I know that one or a few of them are not necessarily your friends, but people you admire and people you follow. Can you walk us through sort of like, what was that like for you? Like, uh, that experience of having to ask so many people and yeah. reach out for so many pe- to so many people, asking them to participate. Yeah, well, one of the original ideas that um, that I really wanted to do was I wanted to pay the speakers, um, which is something that she recommended as part of that program, and mm. I, I really wanted to, but also I didn't I didn't know how. I didn't know if anybody would sign up for the summit or, you know, the summit itself was free for the first three days. Mm-hmm. And then what I did was mm-hmm. sell what, um, an all access pass along mm-hmm. with contributions that I asked for from the speaker. So I felt like I was asking a lot of these speakers to come do a presentation and donate something that, that would be, um, of value from their services and their expertise. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted, I wanted to pay people, but I didn't know how I was going to make that happen. And in the mastermind, they finally were like, Kim has hosted a number of summits before and I've been part of them and haven't mm-hmm. been paid. And she, she said, you know, you were part of my summit and I didn't pay you. Did you feel like that was, did you feel bad about that? And I was like, no. And she's <laughs> like, so what's the problem? You know, right, you're providing right. a place for people to have exposure and, and they, they get something out of that as well. Um, mm-hmm. so that was a hurdle in the beginning was not knowing if I was going to, and I called you. I was like, Lou, <laughs> would it be like, first of all, would you do this? And secondly, I want to pay, but I don't know if I can. And, you know, I don't know right. if I'll even cover my expenses for doing this because mm-hmm. hosting the platform in Kajabi costs money. And mm-hmm. I had paid for the program and, and the mastermind. And so there was an investment that I had made into supporting myself to do this, you know. And right. um, anyway... So I got over that hurdle and asked people and everybody, just about everybody I asked, I had some relationship with because they'd been on my podcast before. Mm. And Mm -hmm. people very quickly said yes, for the most part. And then there were a couple of people that I got brave and, and asked, and they were very gracious in turning me down based on their bandwidth, um, based on not feeling like they could, um, put the time in that it would have required that they felt like it was going to require um but very very graciously said no to to participating mm-hmm. and that that was fine i didn't you know i walked away from that not feeling bruised or hurt feelings or anything like that and then i asked ashton applewhite who i didn't have an a, a relationship with but i'd been following her on instagram reading you know commenting on her posts and things like that I just sent her a note in Instagram and was like, hey, I'm doing this thing. And she was very gracious and, and said, yes, as long as, as long as you're doing this for free, then yes, I will, I will be part of that. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, wow. Um, yeah. yeah so awesome. yeah. 
We're going to get back to that interview shortly. I just wanted to briefly mention that this podcast is made possible by Midlife Cues. Now, Midlife Cues is a weekly digital publication for midlifers who are keen on making the most of their midlife. Every Sunday, we explore topics that help us live a joyful midlife. We talk about health and well-being. We talk about midlife mindset, one of the most important foundational things that we really need to master. We examine what growing bolder in our middle years mean for each of us individually. And we explore how we redefine success at work and in life. Give Midlife Cues a try by signing up for your free copy at midlifecues.com. Okie dokie, let's get back to the conversation. So I'm going to ask you a question, which is, um, to be honest, a projection of my own like neurosis and my fears when doing things like this. But I didn't hear you say it, so this is probably not something that you ever thought about. But when you're doing something like this, where you're, you know, you're you're creating space for all these people from with different expertise and different points of view about, you know, midlife. Did you ever, you know, did you ever think like, who am I to be doing? Oh, absolutely, this? absolutely, yeah. Um, that, that was a huge part of it. The imposter syndrome Big kind of thing. Right? It's always part of my. It's always part of. It's always in the background, Lou. Always, every every <laughs> single step I take, the imposter syndrome is there. I've just learned to um, say thank you, and you, you, you know, I I appreciate that you're trying to keep me safe, and that's all that is. And I'm just going to take this chance anyway, and uh, and hope that you know, I'm kind of trying to. When I face imposter syndrome these days, I kind of feel like. It's almost like I have to do it. As soon as I feel that thing that says, oh, you, you're you not qualified to do that. That's when yeah. I, I go, oh, oh, no, no. That's something that I have to step through and see who I am on the other side of it. You Were, were you always like that? Or this is a, you know an evolution of of you getting there to that point. It's an evolution for sure. I mean, I maybe there's a a certain amount of that because I used to be a performer and as mm-hmm. a performer, you know, as as an actress doing a lot of auditions, there's a lot of rejection. And mm-hmm. um and so there's a muscle that I probably built up over mm-hmm. the many many years of auditioning that I did that is like, well, and and it's also something that, you know, when I was, when I, I remember auditioning for the role of Annie in, okay, brain, come on, brain, work, um, this miracle worker, in the miracle worker. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking that there was no way I was right for Annie, but I wanted to do it. And mm-hmm. I went ahead and auditioned for it. And it turns out it's the, it's the, my, it's probably the closest, it's closest, nearest, dearest role to my heart. And the only reason I found that out is because I pushed through the, oh, I, I'm not Annie Sullivan. That's right. And went ahead and did it and found out things about myself doing the role that I was like, oh, okay. There is a lot of Annie Sullivan in me. Um, does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And I absolutely love that. 
psychology that that goes on where you go, oh, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. The moment you feel that, you hear that voice that is not you or no, 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 you're, you know, who are you to do this is there's another voice that kicks in and goes, no, 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 this is exactly what I now need to do. I love that. I want to, you have to bottle that and sell that. And I will be one of the first. It, it, I'm going to tell you, Lou, it's, it's, it's just, it, it, it's not, I, I wish I could do that for you. The, it is, um, it's something I'm still working on every day, mm-hmm. every day. And, mm-hmm. uh, it, I don't manage to push through it every single time. Mm-hmm. By any means, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it is, it's a challenge. It'll all, it'll probably always be a challenge for me. Yeah. So it's like, it's never going to go away, it, but it's just that your response to it gets stronger and strong. It, you know, you, I'm hoping you, so. That's, that, you know, hoping so. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so how were you, like, if you think back to, like, the couple of days leading up to the event, like, how are you feeling to, like, leading up to the event? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. I, if you were to ask my husband that question, um, there was some full-on panic going on. There, there was, seriously full-on panic and anxiety and oh my gosh this isn't ready like up up till probably you know it was a lot of it was the tech it was figuring out the tech and I still I struggle with tech I mean I pushed through it and I got a lot of help again that was part of Mm -hmm. being part of that mastermind they use Kajabi and so they've got people on their team that they had like a little powwow meeting with me and helped me to like set up like the the little niggly details of uh, how do you do I have all these recordings I had done all the edit I had done all these recorded interviews I had edited them now where do I put them and then how do people see them how does that happen <laughs> and that part was like the sweating bullets like I don't yeah. I am out of my depth and I don't know how to do this and what the heck was I thinking and that's when who am I really kicked in it was bad <laughs> that's interesting um I have to remember to to we should ask your husband to to <laughs> to answer that question too right oh my gosh <laughs> how was Yvonne leading up to the event and then um and then how did you feel afterwards Ooh. like when it was finished can you remember well first of all like once i knew everything was in place it was probably at least um i i probably had it because it all ended up being recorded i decided not to go with any live elements which was a great decision because once once it was all set up and all those moving parts and pieces were in place and i had tested them and i felt like they worked then it was like i can just enjoy this and promote it and be in the community during the event and talk to people and answer questions and do all the things around that without worrying about, you know, doing a live interview and having something go wrong in the middle of a live interview, you know, yes. because it was all pre recorded. So by the time it opened up, I was kind of on cloud nine at that point. I was like, 
I, I was just amazed that you guys had all done this, that it was mm-hmm. happening, that people were signing up. It was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, we had over 300, like 360 something people signed up for the event. Um, I didn't know if 10 people would sign up for the event when I first put it, when it, the first time I posted it and it was a slow build. Like I was like, I told my husband, I was like, no, he's signing up. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and then it started to build momentum. And I did run a couple mm. of Facebook, like I did some Facebook posts and I boosted the posts to get mm-hmm. more eyeballs on it beyond my my audience and my regular people. Yeah. And then um, and then once speakers started promoting it on top of me promoting it, I mm-hmm. started so that I could make sure that my little working parts were actually working. Mm-hmm. And then and then the speakers started promoting and then st- I did some Facebook um, boosts and things started to really roll in and then it got a momentum and then it was j- and then it was up and rolling. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Were you how tired were you? Well, no, not really because it was all because it was all recorded. So you weren't like live during the three days going. Right. Know. It was like the I would say the two months before it went live. It that was a hard push. That was like put, yes. that was like yeah. not a lot of sleep and trying to keep up with my photography work, which got busy. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, and then I'm like. So then, like, uh, I was like, people still wanted me to do work. And I was like, okay, but I can't do work until this, until after May 13th. And then I can do more photography work. But I had to, like, take, like, a week and a half where I just didn't do any mm-hmm. photography work. And then hit the ground running right after the right after the thing closed. Uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes, because you had, you had that other pro- uh, business going, yeah. too. So, okay, big question. Would you do this after? <laughs> oh my goodness! I think I would. Um, the The first time they say is the hardest, and and now there's a lot of those parts are in place, and now I know Kajabi ish. Um, still learning, and I mean, I, it was. I think it was really valuable for people, and. That in and of itself is just like amazing to me, um, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I think probably I might do another one. You're not committing <laughs> in another in another year, maybe. Like it's kind of like yeah. you know, I have two kids. It's like after the first one, I was like, I don't know, maybe I'm done. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. one's enough, <laughs> you know. And it mm-hmm. took me two years to to go. Okay, maybe I could have another <laughs> one. And, you know, yes, yes. Uh, so so we'll see. But all in all, I mean, it was a positive experience for you. So it's not like you're not going. Oh God, no, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Again. So yeah. yeah, there was definitely afterwards um, a letdown, which is totally, which I knew was coming because. That's the way it is in theater when you have a show and you run the show and you've been in rehearsals and you've put every, and it's, it, again, yes. it is like, I have to, it's all theater people always say it's like, it's like birthing a baby. You, you put everything you've got into this thing and then it goes and it happens and then it's over. And yeah. then where are, it's like, oh, well, that's just done now. And yeah. now what? And all that adrenaline is like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
I might be a little bit of an adrenaline junkie, so maybe I'll do another one, Lou. You know, (laughs) we'll see. Can you talk a little bit about any sort of like big or maybe not big, but, but any sort of like learnings or key takeaways, not necessarily about Kajabi or anything like that, but more about sort of like your, about yourself or about your experience that you, um, that you learned or you took away from, from the experience? Yeah. Um, well, I think I still probably didn't ask for enough help. Um, I think if I were to do it again, I would probably make sure that I had a virtual assistant Mm -hmm. ahead of time Mm -hmm. so that I could work with them and, and get the lay of the land a little bit with each other and then Mm -hmm. go into it with help. Because while Mm -hmm. I had the mastermind, I was to, to talk to them and they helped get me over some tough patches and rescued me a couple times it was mostly me doing my solo thing again and i'm like girl when will you learn when will you learn um so so yeah i think i would try to set it up so that i have help in some way mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i think that's what i've learned what about um you must have it must have been a massive boost of confidence for you yeah. to have been able to you know, do something like this for the first time. And it was huge. It's a big event. Yeah, I th- it was. Um, I think, I think, Lou, part of the reason I wanted to do it was just to prove to myself that I could. I mm. think that was under there a little bit. Um, mm. And so, yeah, there was definitely a sense of accomplishment in having done it, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which goes right along the, you know, you can certainly teach old dogs new tricks. Hello, people. <laughs> right. And that's part of it, Lou, is is like, I, that's what I talk about on the podcast all the time. So if I'm going to talk that talk, I've got to walk the walk, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so that's one of the reasons that I push through that, um, that little voice that's telling me I'm less than, that little voice that mm-hmm. tells me I'm not qualified to do something. If I'm going to tell other people that they need to push through that discomfort to get to the other side of it, then I need to be willing to do that too. Absolutely. So, um, because that's where all the good stuff is, is on the other side of discomfort. On the other. Exactly. Um, and, I, exactly. you know, in a way it was like, no matter what, whether or not the, um, whether or not the summit, I knew this going in. Whether or not the summit reached like all any of the goals I had for it, just the who I was gonna who I was gonna have to become in order to make it happen. Mm-hmm. For me personally, that was my my worthwhile. That's what made it worthwhile for me is that I knew I was gonna yeah. have to step up to to make it happen and get outside mm-hmm. of what I thought I was capable of and. And that, that's the whole point of the summit is it's midlife uprising. It's, we're not dead yet. Mm-hmm. We still have something to offer. And, mm-hmm. um, whatever that is for you, then mm-hmm. take the baby steps towards it and then see yeah. who you are on the other side of that. You know, mm-hmm. I love that. I read something the other day and I'm going to butcher the words, but it's along the lines of, um, reaching the goal is not to success like 
you're not successful because you reached the goal or you achieved the goal. It's like, it's your expansion as you're trying to achieve the goal is where the success is. So that I think that's perfect. It's like your growth, your, how you grew from that experience, what you learned, what you, you know, how you expanded is what's, you know, the success part. That's awesome. I love that. So you, um, you did this because community is your word for 2022. And you certainly was able to gather all of us in that space, which is awesome. Um, as a speaker, as a participant for the summit, as one of the people who were also watching, you know, I was also not just a speaker, but I was also a participant attending some of the other, watching some of the other videos. It was a great um, space that you have created for us, which is wonderful. Can you Talk to us a little bit about what are you doing with respect to that community now? So where are you taking that idea? Yeah, so... What's next? Very exciting. So um, I'm just getting started with now turning it into an actual ongoing community as a membership group. And the idea being that we will get together once a month on Zoom for some mm-hmm. hijinks and some conversation and um, and some fun and exploration. I want mm-hmm. us to all be able to come together and cheer each other on with whatever we feel like is, is the next thing for us as we go. I, mm-hmm. I feel like we need to reimagine what's possible for us as we age. And I, I want to bring together just a community of, again, I'm doing it for women, um, a community mm-hmm. of explorers who who mm-hmm. are curious about what's next. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, so so we'll meet once a month and have those Zoom meetings. And then, like, it'll all be in Kajabi and it'll be, like, a, almost like a Facebook feed, but it'll be mm-hmm. uh, a place for people to come. I'll, I'll come in and post on probably Mondays and then maybe again on Fridays and try to keep mm-hmm. conversation going in the meantime and between those monthly meetups. And then beyond that, I don't know what it looks like yet. Cause I, I want to see what happens as this group comes together and then hopefully tells me what they want and what they need and what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then see where it goes from there. So can anybody join? Can listeners join or is it just for the speakers? That yeah, no, no. Anybody can join. Um, you can go to midlifeuprising.com and, uh, mm-hmm. and sign up there. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to have any, any explorers who want to come join us. Yeah, that is awesome. All right. Well, I'll definitely put a link to that on the Thank show you. notes. So midlifeuprising.com is where we can sign up for the community. So it's midlife, so midlifeuprising.com, but that's not your usual. Is that going to be your website going forward? No, you have another website. Or where can people so, find it's you? It's all online? confusing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so my regular website is latebloomerliving.com. And that's which is also the name of the podcast. Yes, that's the name of the yes. podcast. And then what I did was I created I I for the for the summit, I got a domain name for midlife midlifeuprising.com, hosted it on Kajabi, and I, I thought about moving my website over there and I just didn't. It was all too much to handle mm-hmm. at that moment in time. So I have two mm-hmm. websites now. And all um, right. there is okay. a link on the late bloomer living website for the community, which then takes you over to midlifeuprising.com. So you can actually find your way in either place if you dig around a little bit and explore. Okay. And uh, 
elsewhere, where can we find you?、Mm. Uh, you gotta talk about, you know, you show up on Instagram、oh, all、I、the、do. time in your fun reels. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh my gosh, I'm such a goof. Yes, I do reels on Instagram, which I never. If you'd asked me about that, I don't know, a year ago or more, I would have been like, heck no. But again. That was one of those things where you know I never thought in a million years I would do it, and then one、yeah. afternoon, after a bunch of people were like, "You need to do reels, you need to do reels," and I was like, one afternoon, I was like, "Oh, what if I did a funny song and lip synced to this to an old song from like the '80s and put a stupid filter on, and、uh, you know, it was and it was fun. It turned out to be fun, you know, dear listeners." All I can tell you is that Ivan Marchesi is my role model for just stepping out there and <laughs> stepping into the light and like just being out there and just that she's my role model. Oh、honestly. my gosh! And well, you're mine. So <laughs> I've told you this many, many times. It's like I look at you and I'm like, look at her and all that she's doing. Whether you're a midlifer or not, follow her because you know. Thank you.、Uh, she is truly.、Um, but I will put a link on the show notes for 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 your websites plural, as well as your Instagram.、Uh, Thank you. So people can follow you. At twenty, I was huh, confused and ambitious. And just wanted to be an actress. That's all I wanted at that point. And now, I am still confused. I am still ambitious, <laughs> but I don't, I don't necessarily want to be an actress anymore.、Um, but I have more confidence in my ability to be resilient. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna do something different with this episode. I'm gonna share my takeaways from the conversation, and I'm thinking I may even start doing this going forward. But I don't know specifically for this one though. Three takeaways: number one, know thyself, as they say. Specifically, know your natural stumbling blocks or the usual obstacles that you place in front of you, so that you can come up with the tactics. Or the steps to avoid or to address them. Yvonne knew that in large projects, she would get stuck in her head in loops, overthinking and overanalyzing things. So one effective method that she used to counteract this is by joining a mastermind group. Talking about her project with the group prevented her from spinning in her thought loops and ensured that she kept making decisions and moving forward with the project. So, knowing yourself, knowing your stumbling blocks.、Uh, takeaway number two: when that voice that says "I can't do this" shows up, be ready to prove it wrong. I particularly love, love, love this approach. It's not that Yvonne did not feel the imposter syndrome, or f- did not feel any self-doubt. It's that when she felt those things or she heard that voice, she has trained herself to think, "Oh no, 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 no! Now I've got to really do this thing to prove the voice wrong. I really, really wanna, you know." 
implement that practice in my own life, and um, I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm committing to doing it, and I'll let you know how it how it goes. And last takeaway number three: be willing to share your ideas for new projects with others. Now, this is a takeaway that is a very important one for me personally because this is the work that I am doing on myself for myself something I really need to get better at I love that Yvonne not only joined a mastermind group but that she also talked about her ideas and in the process of talking about it with different folks she was able to flesh it out her conviction for her project increased and bonus point she also benefited from people helping her out just by you know hearing her ideas and people wanting to help her out or just be part of the experience I love that And if you came up with your own takeaways too, you can direct message me on LinkedIn or direct message me on Instagram. I'm at Blazer, or you can send me an email, luatsecondbreaks.com. I'd love to hear what you took away from this episode. I want to thank Yvonne Marchese again for sharing her experience with us. You'll find all the links to her websites, plural, (laughs) her social media, as well as some highlights of this episode on the show notes at secondbreaks.com. And thank you so much, my dear listener friend, for joining me today. If you like this episode or you like the podcast in general, please, please, please do me a solid and share it with a friend or two. You sharing the episode, the podcast with folks, with your friends, with your network is still the best way for growing our listenership and for reaching other midlifers who can benefit from our topics. I'll be back in a couple of weeks with a new episode. Until then, keep on making your dent, my friend. Cool beans. All right. Thank you so much for sharing the behind the scenes with me, with us today about your big, brave project. I am not lying to you ever, ever, whenever I say this to you, it is from the bottom of my heart. You really are my role model. So I love you, sister. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you so So much. much.